The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Bex, and I've got experience teaching across the primary school age ranges, and I also have the privilege of training the next generation of teachers as well. Hi, I'm Rob. I am a key stage two teacher, and I've also worked across the ranges in Milton Keynes. And today we are exploring what maths we can teach with an interstellar folktale from Mexico. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Fit for the Moon. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of the 30th of September 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, stunningly illustrated by Corky Paul's protege, Mario Coelho, in time for you to use for World Space Week 2022. Don't worry. If you missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. So, thanks very much, folks. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Bex Rob, the Sun and the Moon, and we are going to begin our numeracy with ages four to seven. I think we'll start with you, Bex, if you don't mind. So the first one is like obviously about ordering numbers. That's why I really like the fact as well that the Moon started off as a size eight and then went down in size because mm. actually we often look at going kind of forwards in numbers, and and actually in early years, year one and year two, it's forwards and backwards. They need mm. to be able to be proficient in counting in forwards and backwards so I thought we could order different numbers we could start with the numbers from the story and order them from greatest to smallest in year one and year two they're focusing on counting in steps of ones twos fives and tens so I thought we could then order other numbers from greatest to smallest so that could be visual representations of them if you're thinking about getting the children to kind of learn what six looks like there is a fancy word for that subitizing I think it might be yes (laughs) do know some maths you see and what what each number looks like or it could be the actual physical numbers further Mm. up the school so I'd probably put loads of numbers in a little envelope for the children get them to get the numbers out and then um, order them and get them to count in steps of different numbers. Yeah. With my year twos, I was used to do like the code cracker. So what's going to come before this sequence and what's going to come after this sequence and how do you know? (laughs) So kind of doing that convince me like secret codes. Every single time I tell this story, and it, and it really doesn't matter what age I tell it to, I think most recently I was telling it at a children's centre where the majority of the children were between the ages of four and six. Um, every single time I tell this story, I will have a child who just puts up their hand and says, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be four this time. And of course, they are 
absolutely right. It's a great way of getting into the, the counting in steps of two. And I, was, I even liked what the son says where he's like, well, it's easy to get an eight confused with a six. And I think like, how could mm. the son have got those two numbers confused? You can even get the children to kind of talk about what's the same, what's different about the actual mm. shapes of the numbers, particularly as the children are starting in your early years, so your four and five-year-olds, to recognise what each number looks like and then to mm. recognise like, so this is a number five and this is five things and they kind of match. So even discussing how the son could have got it wrong and, and what's similar about the numbers in the story, I really liked that. And then my other maths idea was all about problem solving because there's kind of the three elements of maths where you've got the fluency, so that would be the counting in, and then you've got the problem solving and reasoning and then you kind of want the mm. children to dig a little bit deeper. So I thought you could give the children lots of different problems like um, what size dress would the mood need if she was four sizes smaller than an eight or that she grew mm. to two times bigger than she is now and you'd obviously have a little picture of yes. the size that she was but like you'll look at fractions particularly in your year two classes that's your six and seven year olds and you want them to know what like half of a number is so if she yeah. shrunk in size and she was half the size that she is now, what would she be? So you could play with all those skills that the children need to learn in a really fun way. So using the moon and her changing size mm. to get them to use their mathematical skills and understanding, and then you can get them to like convince you. You need to convince me that your answer's right, so how do you know and get them to yeah. talk it through? So I was thinking that I'd have lots of problem-solving cards that they could go and get and mm. solve problems about the changing side of the moon. Gosh, that could make the story a lot quicker, wouldn't it, if the sun had also worked out the pattern and yes. had preempted it. So, okay, I've just measured her. She's size four. I'd better go and make something size two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can bring attention, obviously, to the patterns in the numbers, so then I'd probably colour them in as we're going along the story. You know, like you were saying, Chip, that often the children right. be like, I know what's happening! Um, and the moon. <laughs> the son obviously not as clever as a four-year-old but then say okay what would happen if she shrunk again what would be the next size that the son would need to go and make or if she was yeah. increased in size so using the pattern of the story as well and the patterns of numbers so I think there's lots to do with kind of like ordering numbers, patterns in numbers, and then I would do some problem solving as well. I love the idea of a four-year-old being brighter than the sun. <laughs> yes, you can be brighter than the sun. <laughs> How about as we go up the ages to seven to 11, what maths did you find, Rob? I took a, a bit of a, a curveball approach to this. A curved sphere. Uh, yes. An elliptical route, maybe. Yeah. My orbit wasn't quite as expected. <laughs> Let's get on with the maths, shall we? <laughs> um, so the maths that I've thought of is kind of focusing on the upper end of the age group, say kind of 9 to 11, and it's looking at ratio and proportion. Mm. So I thought initially proportion, proportion is working out how big something is if you make it 10 times bigger or 10 times smaller. Say I might challenge my class and say, okay, well, the moon has got two times bigger the sun has measured the size of the dress, what is it going to be? So again, you're building in that problem solving, but you're building it up and you might say, okay, we're going to use the story as an example, but bring in our own numbers and say, we now need to make it a hundred times bigger or a thousand mm. times bigger. Mm. What are the numbers going to be? You can go bigger, you can also go smaller, which is going to bring in your place value, multiplication, division skills, all of those. So it brings in a lot of different areas of maths. Yeah. And then ratio is kind of different parts. And this mm. is a year six, so 10 to 11 year old. And I might say, okay, the son has made all of these things and they've not quite worked. He's going to create a super 
piece of clothing made up of all of the different materials. Mm. And it's going to be made up of four parts wood, three parts sand, two parts diamond, and one part water. Mm -hmm. So that adds up to 10. And then you can work out if you say we've got 16 bits of wood, what are the other quantity is going to be gotcha. so lots of problem solving but focusing on the ratio aspect of it and to teach this i would undoubtedly use a bar model because it makes it so much easier to represent it that way yeah so and that was that <laughs> i knew you nice. were going to do ratio and proportion i was like that's where i will go because <laughs> that's oh. where i would go yeah <laughs> like mine yes i guess the only other thing you could do is add in the distance from the different planets you know linking to your idea um a couple of days ago in the english was it yesterday in english yesterday and english, talking yeah. about the uh, sun going around and try and woo different planets yeah. and maybe looking yeah. at the distance between the sun and all those different planets and how far he traveled on his journeys if he wanted to go and talk to Jupiter, how far would he have to travel? And then you can convert that into different measurements as well. So Yeah. That's starting to encroach on the science, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Not too much. Yeah. It's not too much, no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll finish now and we can get to the science sooner. That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, the sun and the moon will help us teach science. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And, and we, we hope, hope to hear, hear your story, story soon! soon.